Hey guys, and welcome to the Family Business Indaba podcast. We are the voice of African family business, promoting generational wealth and generational legacies. And my name is Susan Tendi. And I am Nika Amani. And we're going to be taking you through the journey of African family business. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the second session of day two of the African Family Business Research Conference collaboration between Nelson Mandela University Family Business Unit and African Family Firms. And in this session, we are exploring the topic, developing a theoretical framework for understanding family firm innovation behavior. And the session is going to be presented to us by Mr. Nkwame, Secretary from Ghana. You have the floor, sir. Thank you very much and welcome everybody to my presentation. Um, I developed this um, uh, theoretical framework on the background as to how family firms can improve upon their level of innovation in Africa. But before that, I was asking certain questions on top of my mind as to whether family businesses um, have the ability to innovate or are they willing to innovate? So what is really the problem? So the main issue is that how can family um, firms in Africa achieve success in innovation? However, other um, firms all over the world have achieved success through innovation and one such um, organization in the UK is Pure Gym. We are into uh, gym facilities, rental and all that um, with members subscribing and they have uh, branches all over the UK. They penetrated the market and they've become a household name. But how were they able to do that? They had the right attitude, the resources and capabilities. So in a way, they answered my earlier questions as to whether firms are willing to innovate or they are able to innovate. This is what they, 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 they've been doing all over the years. They have a vision to innovate, so they pursue this vision. They've also invested in technology, because as a service provider, they are, one of their uniquenesses about um, using technology um, to offer the services. They also have a, a strong team with the requisite experience if it comes to their service delivery and innovation. They also have the technology capabilities and they continue to invest and expand. So this brings me to the issue of attitude towards innovation, building the necessary networks and collaboration to enhance innovation, developing the resources and capabilities. Now, my theoretical study is based on the theory of planned behavior because innovation is a behavioral activity. And according to IGN 2011, human behavior can be predicted and explained by three main factors. That is attitude, subjective norms, perceived and actual behavioral control. And per uh, his argument, 
he said that if these three factors are more positive then it will lead to a stronger intention to perform a certain behavior and this behavior that i'm referring to is innovation behavior of family firms so i set out to look into the literature to see what will constitute attitude if it comes to innovation and from the literature i realized that for you to have a, a, a certain positive attitude to innovation it will depend on your perceived need for innovation and also the perceived benefits for innovation then the perceived investment and also the risk-taking preferences so if it comes to family firms who are more conservative and they don't want to venture into uh, taking risk that makes it very difficult to venture into innovation because innovation is complex innovation is uh, uh, investment intensive so if all these are not positive in terms of attitude towards innovation with family firms then it will affect city can you hear no i was uh, beginning to wonder if it was myself or if it was yeah i was also now wondering but it's frozen on my side okay i think um kwame let me just send him a message uh, apologies everyone let me just send our presenter a message just to let him know he dropped out <clears throat> hi kwame we had lost i, I see his, i see he's back yes yes hi kwame we had lost you for a minute there if you could just unmute yourself and reshare your screen again you are on mute if you could just unmute yourself, Kwame, because you're... My screen now. Yes, now we can see you and hear you. You can go ahead. Oh, I can go ahead. Okay. All right. Okay. So besides attitude, then the other major factor has to do with um, subjective norms, meaning the perceived pressure from individuals and organizations on family firm decision makers to innovate. And from the literature, I realized that... Um, suppliers customers competitors consultants uh, research institutions from government and both um, from private and government sources um, business associations family and friends are also instrumental if it comes to innovation so there's a need for family firm decision makers to align with for instance business associations so that they can generate ideas if it comes to innovation. They can also collaborate with research agencies or research institutions if they do not have the ability to innovate. These research institutes can share the results of uh, the various researches that they have undertaken so that it will spare them to innovate. Same for consultants, um, suppliers, for instance, if suppliers change um, their raw materials or the way they also provide certain services to you, it can affect the firm in terms of their innovation. So there's a need to collaborate with these individuals and institutions if it comes to um, innovation. Then internally, friends and family members of the decision makers are equally important. Because uh, uh, family um, firms are embedded with resources 
if it comes to family involvement, the family members who are also part of the decision making in the business can also spare innovation. They can bring in innovative ideas, especially if it comes to the next generation. So it is important for uh, family firm decision makers to integrate um, the next generation who may also have the requisite knowledge, uh, experiences drawn from other areas to help these uh, family businesses to innovate. Now the issue of resources and capabilities. So according to the resource-based theory, family firms are also embedded with resources, which is referred to as familyness. So family involvement, like I said earlier on, can uh, uh, um, be tapped if it comes to the relationships within the family, the experiences that some family members bring on board to contribute. These all will, will lead to uh, innovative activities. Then the, the social capital, uh, human capital, and patient capital. These are all um, resources that family firm decision makers can tap into to help them to innovate. Then according to the dynamic capabilities theory, which is also related to the resource-based theory, family firms need the requisite capabilities to be able to innovate. So they must build these capabilities. So under dynamic capabilities, there are sensing capabilities, absorptive capabilities, adaptive capabilities, coordination capabilities, and reconfiguration capabilities. So for instance, if it comes to this new concept of green innovation, there's a need for family firm decision makers to acquire some of these capabilities to be able to reconfigure their existing assets, assets so that our resources within the firm to be able to undertake such forms of innovation. Then, apart from dynamic capabilities, there is also innovation capabilities. Innovation capabilities over here is conceptualized as ex exploratory capabilities, exploitative capabilities, and networking capabilities. Then the issue of organizational readiness, meaning that family firms must organize themselves in such a way that they will be able to innovate. So this will help them in terms of building their capabilities to innovate and acquiring the necessary resources. So organizational readiness in terms of family businesses, readiness to innovate is also very important. There should be clear leadership within the family business. There's a need to collaborate internally and externally, build the necessary capabilities, and also institute this innovation culture within the family business. So that also explains organizational readiness. Then the other form of capability, according to Helfat and Petraf 2015, they came up with the theory of managerial cognitive capabilities. According to the upper excellence theory, the decision makers of the firm take all the strategic decisions that moves the firm into the next level. And within family firm, the decision makers are required to have these managerial cognitive capabilities, meaning that they need to understand what it takes to innovate. 
and managerial cognitive capabilities, according to Helfert and Petrov, includes perception, attention, the ability to communicate, problem-solving capabilities, and also reasoning capabilities in terms of the decision makers. Another aspect to the managerial cognitive capability in terms of innovation is about social cognition, sensing capabilities, seizing capabilities, and reconfiguration capabilities. So you can even clearly see that there's even a relationship between managerial cognitive capabilities and dynamic capabilities. So you find some of the factors within uh, dynamic capabilities also in uh, the managerial cognitive capabilities. Then lastly, if it comes to capabilities, there's also the issue of organizational structure. And the organizational structure, there's a need to create a structure where the organization can also specialize in innovation as related to pure gym in the UK. Within the family firm, there, sh there should also be a formal structure that is also focused on innovation. And innovation to be successful must also be decentralized. So it shouldn't look like it is only uh, the decision makers who are responsible for innovation. Within all aspects of the firm, innovative ideas can uh, generate. And these can uh, uh, be decentralized in such a way that both employees at all levels can be a source of innovative ideas. Then through informal social relations within the firm, innovative ideas can also develop. Then within the organizational structure, there should also be link mechanisms that will bring all these innovative ideas, sieve them into a more workable innovative ideas that will help the organization to innovate. Okay, so earlier on I mentioned the issue of innovative culture within family firm. That will also drive the organizational structure into developing the necessary capabilities for innovation. Then innovation orientation where firms will commit resources into innovation. So family firms must also develop an innovative oriented culture so that it can enhance uh, product innovation process innovation, market innovation, and organizational innovation. So in summary, all these various uh, components that I put together, I was able to develop this framework in terms of what um, explains attitude towards innovation, the subjective norms, perceived behavioral control, the innovation orientation and how these affect the innovative behavior of family businesses. So in summary, this, this model that I've uh, proposed has both managerial and theoretical implications. So for instance, family firm decision makers must develop a positive attitude towards innovation. Family firm decision makers must also develop the necessary collaborative networks to enhance their innovation activities. Then family firm decision makers must also invest resources and capabilities that will enable them to innovate. And lastly, my proposed model can be tested within 
the African family business context to see its applicability. Thank you very much. Thank you, Kwame, for such an interesting presentation. So we have seven minutes to wrap up this session, and I will share with you some of the questions that I have in the chat box. So the first question I have is from Shelley Farrington, and she's asking, family businesses are often risk averse. How does this influence the innovation choices they make? Yes, so um, once they are risk averse, if you, you, you realize my, um, one of the factors that attitude is the risk taking preferences. So once they are risk averse, then there's a need for them to um, reorient because necessary if it comes to um, um, developing competitive advantages or surviving as businesses. Um, Confident in 2020 um, conducted a study in, in, in Ghana. And the findings were that our market is such, uh, about 90% of the products on our market are foreign products. So this should tell you that there's an issue if it comes to risk taking. And you know, according to AFF, more than 90% of businesses in Africa are family owned. So it means that there's a need to work on the psyche of family firms to work on this um, risk averseness because for you to be successful, there's a need for you to innovate, to, su to survive and also to grow. So I concede that family firms are risk averse, they are conservative if it comes to innovation but there is a need to work on this right we have a conversation going on in the chat box mm. i will jump to elmarie's question which is um, based on the conversation where she says the model looks excellent but complex where do you plan to get the respondents to complete the questionnaire and uh, would you need a bigger sample did you get that I didn't get to the second part of your question. Yes, she was asking, where do you plan to get the respondents to complete the questionnaire and would you need a bigger sample size? Yes, um, perhaps uh, I, can, I can elaborate. Your, your conceptual model looks excellent, mm -hmm. but uh, it's quite complex with lots of variables in it. So um, I think you will have to have quite a large um, response rate to do a proper statistical analysis. Um, so I'm, I'm just curious to know um, where are you going to get your respondents from? Okay, so the, the intention uh, is not to test this model in, in whole because um, for instance, this is not a PhD study. So as you can see in the submodels, the submodels can be tested from time to time. Then at the end of the day, it can make up the, the entire model. So that was the thinking. And um, like your quest, second question, it is true that I will need um, a larger sample size to be able to test um, this model. So there's a need to also get uh, other collaborators uh, for us to test this model, not only in Ghana, but other African countries to inform 
uh, some of the innovation decisions of uh, African family businesses. And can, can I elaborate on the question just been asked by Victor? Uh, what level of analysis is this? Are you are you going to give the questionnaire to um, owners, to the successors? Is it the firm level um, measurement that you're going to do? Yes. So, whose attitude, attitude are you testing? I'm I'm looking at the the firm level, um, specifically the decision um, makers within the family firm. So it can be the CEO or anybody who occupies a managerial position within the family firms because they take the the major decisions if it comes to innovation within family businesses thank you so much Kwame, for such an interesting session we will have to wrap up this session here and look to our next session which is at 12 prompts pat which is in the next seven minutes I uh, look forward to seeing you all in the next session and thank you once again, Kwame.